Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is Sunday, March 12th, 2023, and today I am sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all shows at the podcast page, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me. And that page is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions, or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or they're from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. So the plan for this week is today and Tuesday will be True Paranormal Stories from the Web. Monday and Wednesday will be um, Paranormal News. And then Thursday uh, morning, which would be Wednesday night if you're up there on the West Coast, uh, will be another, um, probably another book review. I'll probably finish off the uh, those uh, that review of some stories from Everything's Eventual that I started. Uh, at the end of this last week's uh, set of shows. So that's the plans for the week. And we have, uh, at some point near the end of the month, we have a roundtable show coming up, which I'm really excited for. And uh, other things that will be planned and scheduled um, as soon as, as possible as well. So um, I think that's everything for now. Thank you all for being here and listening. And... Whether you are here and you're listening live, or you uh, listen to the podcast or YouTube feeds. So, I always appreciate that. <clears throat> um, so, I think now with that, I can get to the stories here. And we'll see how many of these we can get through. So, this first one says... For some background information, my family has lived in this house for over 40 years uh, 40 years. My mom, grandma, and grandpa previously. For the last five or six years, it has been my parents and grandma and I living here. Uh, since my parents and I moved in, it has been known that there is a shadow man who is seen in the hallway. My mom, my boyfriend, and I have all seen him. But I'm not sure about my dad or grandma. I've just never asked. We've all seen him while sitting in the living room and looking straight down the hallway. He, uh, he appears to be going across from the left side of the back hallway to the right, where two bedrooms are, and then across to the master bedroom. I've always wondered who or what this could be. But my mom doesn't want me to disturb it, since it doesn't bother anyone, or seem to want any interactions with us. I'm just wondering if anyone else has had any similar experiences, or thoughts on the situation. And that's where that story ends, and uh, yeah, there's plenty of uh, shadow figure stories out there, that's for sure. And I never get tired of sharing them, because you hear such a wide variety of... Um, of sort of of behavior <clears throat> with these figures um it's not your stereotypical everything's bad you know all shadow figures are evil kind of deal there's some that are just out there 
um, that seem to be moving around. And whether it's because it's it's some kind of a time anomaly where they're seeing just the 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 outline or the barest image of someone from another time period that's still moving through the house, or it is some kind of apparition of someone that lived there, or it's just some other being entirely that happens to be passing through from time to time. Doesn't sound like it ever stands in the same spot, so maybe it's just passing through. Um, I've talked about this before, but it just reminds me of how I, I have I have had a shadow figure that liked to stay in one, basically one space in my bedroom, which I use for storage. And I would always get the feeling that it would be there in the evenings, but that it wouldn't be there in the morning, late mid to late morning throughout the middle of the day, but then it'd be there again by 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 the time it got dark or by by evening. And uh it stayed there for oh good many years and then eventually it just uh it just left. I haven't had that sense of it being there for years now. A couple of year few years. And um and I don't know who or or what that was. Or why they were here, or why they left. Um, but they never gave me any problems. They just The sense I got from them was always that they just wanted to be left alone. And so I did. And if I ever had to go in that room at night, I would sort of um, announce it. I would talk out loud and say, hey, I'm just coming in here to this room for a minute just to you know, put something in there or take something out. And I was always fine. Um, so, it's, uh, so I, th- I thought that that story was neat just in relation to how they act. And, uh, so that's the first story I have for tonight. <clears throat> um, going on to the second story here. Let's see here. So this one says, I still think about this every now and then. When I was in third grade, I had a friend named R. She had transferred to my school because she moved around a lot from foster home to foster home. So I didn't plan on creating a tight bond with her because I knew she would have had to move eventually. Throughout the school year, she was my only friend. She was somebody who truly understood me. I never felt understood until I met R. She was the first person to introduce me to the paranormal whenever I would spend the night at her house. She would tell me scary stories in the dark as she would shine a flashlight over her face. I really didn't believe the scary stories she told me until this one particular night. We had just went to dinner and a movie with her parents. When I would spend the night... We would have a bedtime, and it was 8 p.m. exactly on the dot, but R and I never followed that rule. Whenever we knew her parents went to sleep, we would go downstairs and watch TV in the living room. So we we did that, that one particular night, and as we sat on the couch, she started telling me that she would see this man and his dog every single night. He usually minded his business and didn't speak. 
he would just wander around the house with his dog. As the night went on, I thought to myself that R was lying to me to try to scare me. You know how elementary schoolers are. They often have a bad habit of lying. Says, But as we sat there on the couch watching TV, I looked behind me, and there was the man with his dog going up the staircase. The man had a top hat and a tuxedo on, and his dog was what looked to be a golden retriever. Ara didn't have a scared look on her face, like I did. I remember being so scared, I had to sleep in my mom's room for a couple of weeks. And it says, of course, if anyone has had a similar experience, please let me know. Uh, Could this be the hat man? Um, That's where that story ends. I would say, just in regards to that last question, usually the hat man, if I'm not mistaken, it's more of a shadow figure with that hat on. Sometimes it will have glowing, glowing eyes, I think. This is all just based on what I can remember at the moment based on what I've heard. Um, but I I don't... This doesn't sound like that to me. This just sounds like an apparition um, of a man and a dog. And um, I would really w- would love to know the history of that house. If there was ever a man that lived there that liked to dress in that way, that had a dog... I'd be really curious to know if if that was ever the case, because that seems like a very specific sort of uh, sighting. It's not even a vague figure or anything like that. It seems like it was detailed. So, um, neat sighting. I'm glad that, I mean, I'm guessing that um, once once the writer was there more often, maybe she kind of got used to that experience, or... Um, I don't know. I, I would hope that everything kind of worked out and either it didn't appear when she was there or she just got used to it. That's always possible as well. It's amazing. I know this from experience. It's amazing what you can get used to in terms of uh, paranormal events happening. So, um, so yeah, that's the second story. I think I'll move on to the next one here. Let's see here. Um... So, uh, I lost my spot. Okay, here we go. So this one says, Hi, I am an 18-year-old female. This happened a while ago, yet it still goes on. My parents bought my my current home when I had just turned one year old. From ages three to five, my younger sister and I used to see a ghost at the top of the stairs. There was an old man who used to wave at wave to us and was very gentle. We used to see him at our bedroom doors in the evenings as well. I don't recall this and thought my mom was just lying to my sister and I that there was a ghost in our house until I saw it myself. Our next-door neighbors had brought their kids over so I can babysit them. I was about 12 at the time. And they were ages 3 to 6. I'm sorry, 3 and 6. 
I walked into the kitchen to get them a snack, and when I walked back, they were waving at something upstairs. I asked them, uh, what, I guess they mean, and they told me it was an old man. Both children told me that they could see this figure. I was terrified. I have come to realize that any child three to six years old can see them when they come over, but only once. So I'm not sure why my sister and I could see him multiple times. Either way, it's still scary as heck. And that's where that story ends. Again, this this figure seen in this house. Um, I can understand why it'd be scary, but also I'm just glad that nothing else really happened. But it is amazing that this, these two kids who were not around, probably even literally not around, back when the writer and her and their sister were in the house, claimed to see the same things that were reported there before. So, um, I wonder if, I know in, in the end of the article there, the writer, she mentions that um, she doesn't know why other kids would see this figure, but only once, whereas she and her sister would see it more. I wonder if it's because they live there. If it was some sort of a familiarity um, that whoever, whatever this was, developed um, with with the family. So, um, but yeah, I don't know how to explain that either. Why the, why they would only the other other kids that visited would only see them once, other than possibly that, but I don't know for sure. So, um, getting on to the fourth story here. Now this one is um. These first three, I, th- I think, were amazing because they were just sightings of things, um, sort of going about their business. This one is a little bit different. This one says, "My husband works at the uh, at a, a state hospital, a place infamous for its past treatment of mental illness, and where the classic film I mentioned the film here. Uh, I guess I can say since it's a film." It's the Oregon State Oregon State Hospital, and the film uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was shot. Despite its dark past, the facility had become a place of healing for many individuals suffering from mental illness. However, as with many older buildings, a portion of the asylum was scheduled to be demolished. As part of his cleaning duties, my husband ventured into the abandoned portion of the building, which had been devoid of any human activity for a considerable length of time. As he worked, he couldn't shake the feeling that he was being watched. During his lunch break, he decided to call me to check in. I answered the phone. Uh, and I could hear what sounded like people talking in the distance. However, the voices were muffled and indistinct. He sounded distracted and didn't seem to be listening to anything I was saying. Irritated, I snapped at, snapped at him and asked if he was calling to talk to me or them. My husband was confused and quickly replied that he was alone in the building. My heart sank as I realized that something wasn't right. 
There was a panic in his voice that I had never heard before in our 19 years of marriage. After the experience, my husband was understandably shaken, but he continued to work at the asylum. He never had another experience like that again. But the memory of that day still creeps us out. So that is um, the end of that story. That's, that's quite the experience. That's the, the person, the writer didn't even think of it as a ghost story, as a ghost experience, paranormal experience. Um, until the, the husband, her husband, um, their husband, I guess I should say, I don't know for sure, uh, any other details. Their husband um, verified there was, or told them, there was no one else in the building with him. And um, I don't know. I'm not saying I know this for sure, but it seems like there may have been some, someone or some people there. After all, possibly, in one way or another. Um, but it's amazing that she heard it over the phone. She, I keep saying that. I don't know for sure. They heard it. The writer heard it over the phone. And the, the husband didn't, didn't hear anything. And you hear that sometimes with phones, but it just always amazes me because that just doesn't seem physically possible unless it's just picking up on energy that is only being somehow directed to her through the phone. I don't even know how to explain that, how that would work. Um, but I thought that was an amazing story. And uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that one. So... But uh, you hear it all the time, these places that are hospitals of any kind, they always seem to have activity in them and around them, both when they're in operation and after they're not. So that doesn't surprise me much. Um, I have one more story here, and uh, then we'll, we'll be done. So let me see here. Okay. This one says, this event happened. In the summer of 2009, my junior year of high school. What makes this ghost story different than 99% of others you may come across is that I was not alone. Just a quick note here. I don't know if it's quite 99%, but I get their point anyway. It says, I was riding in a vehicle with my best friend. We were both uh, stone-cold sober not particularly sleep-deprived. And his retelling of the night is identical to mine in almost every way. We were both leaving our fast-food summer job and rode home together, him driving me in the front passenger seat in an open Jeep. Top off, doors off. Summertime. You get the picture. Wow, that doesn't seem... That seems dangerous. Doors off. Wow. Uh, it says, let's see here. There is a large cemetery in a town in Pennsylvania that is divided in half by a road that we frequently took home as a shortcut. As we were turning onto that road, I was playing a game on my uh, flip phone while we discussed our shift that night. The next thing I knew, my friend... Uh, N, we'll call them, 
slammed on the brakes so incredibly hard that my phone and food that was on my lap went flying. I could audibly hear his tires squeal. My first reaction was to turn my head left and ask what the heck his problem was. When I glanced at him, he was staring straight ahead, eyes bulging and face pale, from what I remember. As I looked up, I saw what I can best describe as a hunched-over, hooded figure with a small pointed head about several, uh, seven feet in front of us, crossing the road. It was hard to make out sharp details, but it seemed to have some sort of walking stick and a limp. It seemed to almost glide with walking movements, but the speed it moved at was unnatural. It turned its head to look at us as it crossed the road, but I could not make out any facial features. We sat dumbfounded and watched it cross over the hill towards the children's cemetery. I also had the impression it was female, but that was just instinct. My friend and I discussed this frequently, and nothing I can find online sounds remotely close to what we saw. It's always one person's story is lacking detail as well. Any uh, ideas, questions, or comments would be amazing. Thank you so much. And that's where that story ends. And um, I don't know what they saw. It sounds almost like... Um, well, I mean, it's hard to say. Because it sounds like it could have been some kind of a, a gnome or a... I don't know. But then if it's hunched over, then maybe... When it wasn't hunched over, it would be taller, so that maybe that doesn't fit. Um, or some kind of other being, I don't, I don't know. Uh, the fact that there was no visible facial features is odd. It's really hard to classify this one, I think, in a way. Um, it does, they, they make it sound like it almost had ghostly movements. And that it was moving fast, and yet it seemed to be limping and it had a, a cane so that doesn't really track in a way i don't know what that was really sounds like a ghost of something um unless it was more gliding across and it just happened to appear like it was walking um but i don't know what to make of that because it doesn't seem to fit in any one certain category to me. At least not directly. So, um, but yeah, that's that's all I have for today. Uh, and uh, thank you all again for being here. Um, I did want to mention again, I just recently set up uh, links for donations to the podcast um, in case anyone is wants to do that and is able of course it's never expected but uh just in terms of research uh, abilities um research materials and all that that would be 
would help with that and technology and all that. So um, this is the last time I'll bring it up for quite a while. But um, anyway, it will help the help the podcast. So I'd appreciate any help. But obviously, um, I know what the times we live in. So just a uh, just a thought in case you are you want to and are able. So um, thank you all again for being here, and I'll be back tomorrow to cover paranormal news on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone.